0: Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ Church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us—the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Rev. Ashley Dargay, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus— the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebears, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it's good news, and it is for you.
1: Our scripture lesson this morning is not the gospel, and I'll get back to that. But it's Paul's letter to the Colossians The first four verses of chapter 3. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. The word of God for the people of God. To God. God Amen. Well, happy Easter, Azel. May the assurance of God's blessings on this day rest deeply with you and yours. Again, I'm Thomas McCracken, your guest preacher for the day. I've had the privilege of meeting most of you by now. There's a few new faces around for sure. And I have to be honest, I feel a little bad by not choosing the gospel lesson as a scripture text this morning cuz it's kind of what today's all about, isn't it? I was going to start us off with a poem to at least get the gospel message out there in front of us. But as I've sat in worship with you thus far, I realize the story is already being told all around us. In the children's lesson, in the songs we're singing, in the lilies, everywhere around us, Jesus is alive. So I'm going to fill in a little bit, give us something maybe to take home. Give us the so what part of the day. And I believe that's where Paul was when he was writing to the Colossians. Think about Paul. He was in that first generation following the ministry of Jesus, Paul had a job. Circulating in the region, telling the story, gaining followers, gaining disciples of Jesus. He seems to answer in these few verses the so what. Not only for those early Christians, but for you and me as well. This passage in Paul's letter focuses on the before and after. And of course, were those folks who were included in the after part of Paul's message? I'm thinking Paul was probably a Baptist. Paul likes to use this baptism imagery in many, many of his letters, and this one's no different. And I'm not saying Baptist Big B, we're Baptists as well. We do that on occasion here in our sanctuary. But when Paul writes of being raised with Christ, he's reminding Christians of their baptisms. His message is simple here in Colossians, but I'll lift up chapter 2, verse 20 of his letter to the Galatians, where he expounds on it a little bit more. He says, he writes, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So through our baptisms, our lives are given to God. And as this text states, it is Christ who lives in me. Think about it like our modern Roman calendar. That's how I wrap my brain around it where we count years according to B.C. and A.D. conventions before Christ and the Latin for in the year of our Lord, Anno Domini. Baptism for us marks the distinction between our B.C. lives and our A.D. lives, so to speak. Rising with Christ from the baptismal waters is an incredible moment no matter if our old life was pretty good or if our old life is something we're anxious to move away from. But the focus now has to be on our AD lives. Christ is within me and within you. Hallelujah. That's the joy of Easter and that's the joy of baptism. One of my favorite representations of this kind of moment was in the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? As I was looking back and reminding myself, it's hard to believe it's been 23 years since that movie was released. The film follows three escaped convicts in Depression-era Mississippi seeking a legendary treasure. So my favorite scene finds these three plodding in the woods when this singing congregation emerges out of nowhere, passes by them, and we find out they're headed to a river. One by one, each member enters the water and is baptized by the preacher. And maybe you've seen it and remember the face on one of those three convicts, Delmer. Delmer. He is mesmerized by this scene, jumps into the water, splashes to the front of the line, is baptized by the preacher, and emerging from the waters proclaims, Well, that's it, boys. I've been redeemed. The preacher done washed away all my sins and transgressions. It's the straight and narrow from here on out, and heaven everlasting's my reward." To be honest, most of our baptisms probably weren't as dramatic as Delmer's. But he had quite a bit in that BC life to leave behind. Regardless, our challenge now from Paul is to seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seek, it's an active verb intentionally present tense for use not only by those Colossians but by you and me as well and in a small sense Delmer is right the preacher said all my sins is washed away including that piggly wiggly I knocked over in Yazoo if we actively seek the things that are above then it is indeed the straight and narrow from here on out. If nothing else, baptism gives us a new mindset. The late Richard Neal Donovan, who was a Disciples of Christ pastor and army chaplain, he says, "...the Christ-centered life takes on a new character that is far more positive than the life we lived prior to knowing Christ." like a navigator who possesses a compass that always points to true north. We can live with confidence that, li- that our lives will include hardships, but our goal and direction are certain. Friends, this morning, let us unite our lives with Christ and with one another. We all rise, we all come up, and we all move positive. To the true North. But this preacher recognizes that this is so much easier said than done. It's no easy task in Easter 2023. For many of us, there has likely been no Easter in our lives where the the headlines drag our attention down, further down, to those things that are on earth, as Paul's letter says. War, politics, gun violence, health for us and for our friends and family. It's difficult to avoid getting our minds drawn down to earthly matters. But it makes Paul's command even more of a challenge for us today. Friends, some of these earthly things we can ignore. The news, social media... But some things require our attention. And as AD people, our direction is certain. We endure through our days, but we're different because we keep our gaze above the horizon. We all must rise. I'm a new face and a new voice to you. But for disciples that's not unusual disciples we're a unity movement from the very beginning our identity statement remains we are a movement for wholeness in a fragmented world so when we gather we're at our best when we're a diverse bunch in this room in other disciples' congregations, we've got Catholics, we've got atheists, we've got Methodists. We've got C&Es, remember last week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I, I don't want names named. I was raised in the disciples' tradition a few generations deep, and I'd never strayed much, but I ha- I've, over the years I've had some very important Uh, experiences with other Protestants and with some Muslim friends in my college days. But in all these experiences, I've always approached my religion from a pretty headstrong uh, background. Some might say it's the Scottish Stoicism in a McCracken. But it's certainly a product of the religious environment I was raised. i was been involved in churches where there's always been scholarly preaching and fairly formal church traditions. So I approach the Bible uh, rather academically rather than emotionally. That's just who I am. But I haven't been completely void of emotional experiences either. There's probably no bigger fan of church camp than me Uh, it's one of the reasons uh that i am who i am today as a christian as a preacher and there's no more emotional experiences than i ever had at church camp if you recall my biography i was ordained at my childhood church camp in lake brownwood and uh that stands in opposition to, I think, than every other ordination I've been to, which has been in the walls of a church or a a chapel, maybe at TCU. So in a way, this lesson from Colossians speaks to me, because Paul seems to be headstrong as well. His challenge is to set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And this is a mental exercise, a practice Like so many other things that require our minds to be engaged, it's something we need to do over and over to make it a habit, to make it a part of who we are. It's a practice. And Chaplain Donovan puts this in historical context for that group that Paul was speaking to. Because in the first century, culture said that heart was also considered the center of intellect and will, not just emotion like we might think of it today. And Paul speaks a lot, writes a lot about the heart, even as he did here in Colossians a few times. Paul calls us over and over again to believe, and that's a head-based activity. As many of you know, speaking of head-based activities, to obtain uh, a Master of Divinity degree, which is the basic degree for ordained ministry in the Disciples of Christ and most other Protestant denominations, it's required that the student engage in a year of supervised ministry whether it's in a church or an institution or both. I spent my year of supervised ministry some 25 years ago now with AIDS Interfaith Network of Tarrant County, and it was mainly a chaplaincy role facilitating grief groups and visiting the ill. And think about 25 years ago. That was a much busier time for uh, AIDS ministry. A time when an AIDS diagnosis was still a death sentence before the advances in pharmacology that have largely eliminated the lethal nature of the disease. But one of my duties in that work was visiting the infectious diseases wings of various hospitals. And there was one particular patient that posed a challenge as soon as I entered the room. It was obvious the woman on the hospital bed spoke no English, but I offered to pray. And she seemed to understand that much as she clasped her hands and bowed her head with me. And I no sooner got two words out of my mouth, English words in a McCracken-like headstrong prayer, where she began weeping even sobbing, while frequently saying, Gracias, Padre. I'm certain she didn't understand a word I said, but her emotional reaction to that ritual caught me off guard. I made my way through the prayer, and her expressions of gratitude gave me a new appreciation for the value and experience of an emotional, heartstrong faith. As I close, I want to mention one other person who spoke frequently about the head versus the heart, the BC life versus the AD life. Martin Luther King Jr., in one of his sermons, helped me balance the head and the heart. King said that. Jesus reminds us in a striking way that the good life combines the the toughness of the serpent with the tenderness of the dove. To have serpent-like qualities, devoid of dove-like qualities, is to be passionless, mean, and selfish. To have dove-like without serpent-like qualities is to be sentimental, anemic, anemic and aimless. King says, we must combine in our characters this A.D. character, the serpent and the dove. It's a tricky Easter with what all is going on in our world. But then again, what Easter isn't? Paul's letter to these Colossians speaks this modern world as well Paul reminds us to rise lift our eyes avoid these earthly concerns that drag us down stay positive stay aware that Christ is within you within me within all of us and Dr. King leaves us with this message as we move from B.C. to A.D. this Easter when day grows dark and night grows dreary, we can be thankful that our God is not a one-sided, incomplete God, but combines in His nature. A synthesis of love and justice, which can lead all of us through dark, life's dark valleys into sunlit pathways of hope and fulfillment. That's God. That's the Sun. And that's you and me. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.